You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Power to get wealth is the title of this devotion. In the 80s, when I was ministering, I started preaching in 1978. But in the 80s, a message that became very prevalent within the evangelical world especially, but in many parts of the Christian world, was that God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, as John 2, I think John 3, the third letter of John speaks about. And we know David talks about it in Psalm 118. David also says in 1 Chronicles 29, I know that power, honor, he says, honor and wealth, prosperity comes from God. And then he says, Lord, who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this when everything we have comes from you and of your own hand we have given to you. And he talks about the incredible wealth they gave to build the, tabern- to build the temple, which was called the Temple of Solomon. And that message has sometimes sadly been misused and, and that has caused people to often resent that. And when they see how people have used that message to just take advantage of the innocence of people for their own welfare, I don't have that kind of resentment in me. I don't have that adverseness against that message because The earth and the fullness thereof is of the Lord. And I know that we can sometimes, because of social media, really be captivated by the wealth of other people and then allow that to kind of entice us a bit to look to that and and look to self-accomplishment. But I personally feel that it is so important that we always honor the Lord when it comes to the blessings of this temporal life. Solomon in the Songs of Solomon talks about this, in Ecclesiastes especially. I mean, let me see if I could just grab that verse in Ecclesiastes, which I I think it's in chapter 6 of Ecclesiastes, chapter 5 verse 18 and 19 and 20. Listen to this. Solomon says here, Here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life which God gives him, for this is his heritage. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. And he will not dwell unduly on the days of his life because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. Again, listen to this. He says, 
Here is what I've seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he has toiled under the sun all the days of his life which God gives him, for this is his heritage. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it and receive the heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is a gift of God. For he will not dwell unduly on the days of his life because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. You see, he says, this is what I've seen. Not everybody has seen this. In 1986, I was preaching in Cheltenham, I think. Or, oh, it's maybe not Cheltenham. Or what's that city called? There's a city near Bristol, here in Britain. And uh, I, I know it, but it won't come to my mind right now. Well, anyway, in that meeting, there was this man who came up to me, lovely man, big fella. And he said to me, Pastor Robert, I have a little garden in the back of my house and my neighbor has one too and both of us grow tomatoes. Tomatoes. And he says, I pray over my tomatoes. I speak to them the word of God. I call them blessed of God. And I, I really believe that it is God who's given them to me. Even though I've planted it, I believe God has given me the power to do it and the power to gain the wealth and, and I just keep blessing it in God's name and saying, Lord, these are yours. My neighbor doesn't believe in that. He doesn't do that, doesn't think about it. And he says, Pastor, look at this. And he was holding two tomatoes. He said, this one is for my neighbor, which is only about two feet away from mine in the same ground as me. And he does the same thing I do. Same soil, same fertilizer, everything. This is his tomato, this is mine. If you saw the difference, his was luscious and large. The other one was small and not luscious. And he says, I want you to see God's handiwork. But you see, there's a lot of people that don't see that. They don't see it. They don't believe in it. They only lean on their own merit to achieve wealth. And in your own merit, you can do amazing things. But I would advise to you to follow the advice of Solomon in this and to follow the advice of Moses that I'm going to read you right now. To believe that it is God who gives the power to gain wealth. It is God who makes the labor of your hands fruitful. Look what Moses says here in Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy is actually a book in which the law is rehearsed. It's a rehearsal. It's, he's written it right there in Cadiz Benea on the border of the promised land in the wilderness just before his departure from this earth. And in chapter 8, starting at verse 2, he says, You shall remember, it is the Lord your God who led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you, you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man should not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. 
Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these forty years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord God chastened you. Now therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains of springs that flow from the valleys in the hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And when you've eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. <laughs> Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment, his judgments and statutes which I've commanded you to this day, lest when you've eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, that you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through the, that great and terrible wilderness in which there were fiery serpents and scorpions, a thirsty land where there's no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with men of which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, that he might test you to do you good in the end, then you say in your heart, my power and my might of my hand have gained me this wealth. No, you shall remember that it was the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is to this day. That he gives you power to get wealth. Friends, I believe in this with all my heart. I believe in this. I could tell you there is nothing I have and that I am and that I do that is of myself. Yes, I do my part, but it is God who works through me. It's God who enables me to speak to you. It's God who gives me the health to live in this body here on earth. It's God who grants me utterance to speak to you. It is God who's given me my home, my family, this church, and the work that I have the privilege of doing on this earth. Oh, my friends, I join David Breinhardt who said, I have nothing to do with earth but to labor in it for God. I find life on this earth is, finds its fulfillment when we live to the praise and the glory of God and all that we are, say and do. And friends, I want you to today to remember that it is the Heavenly Father in His great love. Yes, He's the Savior of our soul. Yes, He's our Redeemer. He's our wisdom, our righteousness, our peace, our joy, and on and on and on. But He is the one who gives us power to gain wealth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's what the scripture says. I want you to see a couple of things here in closing. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14, verse 19. 
And Melchizedek came to Abraham and blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. And he gave, Abraham gave Melchizedek a tithe of all. He didn't give it to him because of some law. No, he gave it to him because he honored God, who was the one who had blessed him. You see, the tithe is perfectly expressed through Jesus. Jesus understood that he is everything whom the Father had made him to be, the body the Father had prepared for him, that he had come from heaven to express the fullness of the Father in all his glory and godliness. And Jesus Christ, he offered himself to the Father as the tithe. And because Jesus gave himself perfectly to the Father, now all who receive that sacrifice of Jesus giving himself to the Father are blessed because of him. That's the tithe. We give the first 10% to God, and because we honor God, everything else is blessed because of him. That is the simple tithe. Jesus was given to God and all of us are blessed because of him. The tithe is the first part we give to God and because we give it to God, all is blessed because of him. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons, take all the goods for yourself. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a from a thread to a sandal strap, that I will not take anything that's yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. Do you see this? Do you see the heart that God loved in Abraham? God, he, Abraham says, everything I am and everything I have comes from God. David says, had the same heart, and he says in Psalm 16, verse 2, my goodness is nothing apart from God. All that I am and all that I have comes from Him. He gives me all that I need. New English translation says it that way. You see, friends, I believe in this with all my heart. I believe in this with all my heart. And, and it's amazing when you see here in chapter 24, verse 34, where Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, is speaking. And this is how he speaks about this master Abraham. Verse 34, so he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great and he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys, and so forth. He then says, And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has, and so forth. What did he say? The Lord has blessed my master. The Lord has blessed my master greatly. I think it's so important that when other people look at you and me, they say, wow, God's blessed you. I want people to look at me in Virginia and say, wow, the Lord's blessed you. The Lord was with you. The Lord carried you. The Lord upheld you. The Lord provided for you. Friends, I want God to receive the glory. I don't want to look at anybody and say, look what I have done. Now go to chapter 26 of Genesis and look at Isaac, his son. 
And we started verse 1. And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines at Gerar. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you. The Lord says, Go into this land that I have given you and I will bless you. But there was a drought. Right? And then look what it says in verse 12. And Isaac sowed in the land and reaped the same year a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper because the Lord blessed him and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Verse 13 of Genesis 26. Why? Because the Lord blessed him. I believe in this with all my heart, friends. First Chronicles chapter 29. I, well, let's look at Genesis 29. Right? Now we're looking at Joseph, the son of Jacob. And um, here. Um, 39. Sorry. That's why I I didn't see it. It's not 29, 39. Thank you. And Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, the officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, the Egyptian bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there as a slave. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. And he was in the house of the master of the Egyptian. And the master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from that time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Wow. So who gives the power to prosper? The Lord. Now let's re-engage with this faith and show it in our expectation, in our believing, in our confessing, in our praying, and in our giving him the tithe of all. The tithe belongs in your own local church. The tithe is not for you to decide where it goes because it's not yours. Offerings, you can decide where you want to give it, but your tithe goes to your own local church. That's where it's supposed to go. One man many years ago, beautiful man, he's in heaven now, he called me, he said, Pastor Robert, I, I would like to send you my tithe. I said, my dear friend, don't you have your local church? Yeah, but I'm kind of fallen out with my pastor a bit. I said, well, I thank you that you would like to help me. But no, my dear friend, even though you have your struggles with your pastor, that's where your tithe belongs. That's where your tithe belongs. You see, the tithe is very holy to God, and we should never think little of it and and you could say yeah but my church this my church that no you you miss you you are again trying to be in control of it it's not yours to control you need to leave that to God you need that that's not your business that's his business look what David says here 
in in first chronicles chapter 29 verse 3 moreover because i set my affection on the house of the lord my god i have given to the house of my god over and above all that i have prepared for the holy house my own special treasure of gold and silver 3000 talents of gold of gold of our fire that is the best kind of gold 7000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house the gold for the things of gold the silver for the things of silver and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the lord and the lord says and they gave offer to the lord willingly willingly look what it says in verse 12 And David says both riches and honor come from you for you reign over us all and in your hand is power and might and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all now therefore our God we thank you and praise your glorious name but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this when all things come from you and of your own hand we have given and he says Oh I know also my God that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness for as for me in your brightness of my heart I've willingly offered all these things and now with joy I've seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you O oh Lord God of Abraham Isaac and Israel our fathers keep this forever in the intent and thoughts of the hearts of your people and fix their hearts towards you that's really the point of this devotion today that your heart stays fixed on God i want to encourage you number 1 honor the lord with the tithe with the first 10% of all your increase of all your income number 2 begin to give generously begin to give offerings begin to save up money for the church to help build the church. If you know your church needs something, why not say, "Lord, give me the power to bless your house with this." And maybe you have some savings somewhere and you go, "You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." I'll close with this little testimony. Many years ago, we had bought this building here, and we needed chairs. I didn't have any money, and we needed other things. and so we needed at least 50,000 pounds and then the lord had worked in virginia my heart the faith that he was doing it so our hearts were waiting and rest in him and then one day i was sitting at my desk here a little bit later in my office and the lord says go tell the students of the bible school what i've done for you So I went into the class. I said, "Forgive me for interrupting, but I need to stop for a moment because the Lord has asked me to ask you all to please pray for something. The Lord's given us fifty thousand pounds to the church, but it's not yet in the church's account. I don't know in whose account it is, but the Lord knows. And He told me to come down and have us all pray that He transfers it to the church account. So can we just pray, Father? Would you just transfer that? And everybody prayed and. We prayed for a minute. I said, "Amen, amen. Thank you. That's all I needed to do." And there were two old ladies laughing and laughing. As I walked out, the one lady came to me. She said, "I'm the one." I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Last night I said to my friend, 'Remember, I have this savings of fifty thousand pounds.'" And 
Yeah, every time I look to spend it, the Lord says, don't spend it. I need it. I need it. And, and my friend said to me last night, well, you better spend it tonight then because tomorrow morning the Lord will ask for it. And she said, I know, Pastor. I'm the one. And she gave the money. You see, God knew the need and he met it. I believe in God who gives power to prosper and he knows our needs and he will meet them because he's a good God. So I want to encourage you, put all your trust in him and be a giver and let the joy of the Lord fill your heart in giving because he said, if we give, it will be given unto us. Amen. Have a good day.